are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. All right, and welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. We are doing a mock draft tonight. Uh, as you can see, we are a little scrunched up in here, and we got the mock draft up on the screen because, heaven forbid, you don't put the mock on the screen. Somebody will yell at you on YouTube, which I guess I get, but sometimes these things are made for the podcast, too. Don't forget. So I will be introducing everyone as they as we come to their spot. But I'll tell you what, uh, we're getting a little backed up. So we're going to start with... Uh, the number one selection, we have Mike Huff, and you can find him at the FF Realist, and he is with the FF Faceoff. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Wonderful. How's it going? It is going pretty well. Uh, the parameters of this draft were supposed to be super flex. I only <laughs> said it twice in the group DM that I put together, but I guess that wasn't enough for everybody. So Don't now start. It is a one-quarterback draft, uh, but that's okay. What we're going to do is we're going to do this draft. We're going to compare it to what a dynasty draft would look like compared to a redraft draft after we're done with it uh hitting up the number two hole we got our very own nate christian nate good evening good evening this is the most exciting mock draft of all time because i've never drafted a lineup that consists of one running back <laughs> one wide receiver one flex one wide receiver running back flex <laughs> one wide receiver slash tight end uh, and a super, super flex that we're not even using and a kicker are we drafting kickers in this league <laughs> yes only one though so here's the deal. I think what happened was the last mock draft I set up for the podcast was for the Scott Fishbowl mock draft, and I didn't really get to change any of the settings. I've been pretty busy. Um, hitting the number three spot, we got Jorge Edwards. Uh, you can find him at Jorge B. Edwards. He is the host and creator of Fantasy and Frames. Number four is our very own Sean the Intern. You can find him on uh, Twitter at Rewind Intern. Uh, the fifth spot, sorry, it's a little small on my screen here, so I'm squinting a little bit to see it. But at the five spot, we have, that looks like Anthony, Anthony Servino. Servino. And Anthony, how are we doing tonight? You can find him on Twitter at The Real NFL Guru. How are you tonight, What's Anthony? What's going on, guys? I'm doing great. Good, good. It's good to see you again, like always. How are things going uh, over at the FF Faceoff for you guys? Good. It's it's going. Getting ready for uh, Getting ready for the season. Nine days away. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm ready, man. I'm ready. You guys, uh, any surprise cuts today? You guys want to talk about Puka Williams, Wayne Galman? <laughs> I know that surprises Hoff. Yeah, it does surprise uh, me a little bit. But but he was but, one of your big best ball targets. He he's on a lot of best ball teams now, and now he's going to collect dust. But yeah, no, no, he, he's going to go somewhere. I, he will. But Hasty balled out those last two preseason games, so I can't. You know, can you imagine Wayne Galman in Baltimore? That's what I've been saying. I'd be about it. The thing mm. is, I feel like if they're going to bring a veteran in, it's got to have, it's got to be a player that has a different skill set than Gus Edwards and Tyson Williams, a veteran that fills that J.K. Dobbins role because they weren't just, you know, moving out two good running backs. They they had those guys used in different roles. So I'm not really sure who's out there right now that really fulfills that J.K. Dobbins role. All right. Uh, moving on at the number six spot, we have uh, Johnny Uleka. He's a friend of mine. He is the host and creator of the All About the Birds podcast. That is actually my favorite Eagles podcast. Um, oh, you know what? I missed, I messed up here. I saw the Fantasy and Frames logo at number three. Uh, that is actually Nate Markham. You can find him on Twitter at Nate Markham. He's the co-host of the Fantasy and Frames podcast. And at number seven is Jorge. So sorry about that. Saw the Frames logo and just had a brain fart there. Hitting the number eight spot, we got Mark Shu, the host of Primetime Mock. But, Mark, you got something else going on too, correct? Yes. Uh, this season I'm putting together a reality competition that I'm calling Fantasy mm. Fantasy Football. Uh, 22 contestants are going to draft a, a regular Eliminator-style league, but it has a few other twists. On Thursday night we have an Elimination Showdown where you put together a DFS lineup and the winner is safe for the week. 
we play the gauntlet Thursday to Sunday. Your Monday night players are ineligible to add another little wrinkle. Uh, and then Monday night, we have an elimination showdown, and the loser of that goes home. We have a lot of other different kind of twists and turns that come along the way, but I'm really excited to get going. I've had this idea for about two years, and uh, I'm just ready to, to set it off, man. It is, it's going to be a great time. All right. Well, Mark, thank you for joining us tonight. I'm hitting up the nine spot at uh, number 10. We have the fantasy Gazette. Make sure you follow the fantasy Gazette for all that hard hitting and current NFL news that's happening. And at the 11 spot, we got Larry monkey, Larry, how are we doing tonight? You are muted and not auto pick somehow. <laughs> oh. I don't know what happened to you there. I'm uh yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here, man. Thanks for inviting me. This is of fantastic, course. but yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. Fuck, you know, sleeper. I don't know, uh, you know, like out of my element here. Although I'm in like five, like five sleeper leagues. I just finished up a, a draft today, but uh, yeah, man, this, these, this, this time stuff, it's moving real too, pretty fast for me here. Yeah, I wanted to, I want it to be a quick moving thing here. You know what I mean? It's, don't want to have. I've seen mocks where they have like a five minute timer, and then the the episode takes like four hours. So I'm actually on the clock right now. So um, am I off? Auto pick or am I on auto pick? You are still on auto pick. You're, you're on auto pick. Turn that off. All right, so. let me check this out. All right. Okay, so Larry, before we move on to the twelve hole, why don't you tell everybody if uh, you're new to knowing who Larry is? Tell them about yourself and where they can find you and what you got going on. Oh yeah, I'm a uh, FF Larry Monkey on Twitter, and I host the Dynasty Hot Sauce podcast with my partner. Justin Rogers at Run DFF. And uh, yeah, man, check us out. Drop an episode pretty much weekly. And um, we tear it up. Got a uh, got one coming out soon with Memphis. Uh, the Dynasty Outlaw. He'll be coming on talking about the war zone. And, uh, you know, subscribe to our YouTube page and, and follow us on Twitter and, you know, Facebook and Instagram, all that good stuff. All right, and I see that uh, from behind you, you're a Jets fan as well. So, uh, yes, sir. Is Kenny Yaboa going to get sneaked back onto the practice squad? Because I, I kind of want to know. Yeah, I think that is their intention. So, hopefully, he slips through uh, the waiver process and ends up on the practice squad. All right, so, let's so let's, uh, let's uh, let him, you know, you know, marinate a little bit. You know, he looked, he looked pretty good that his last time out. So, whoever the birds team is, I'm happy you took Kyler because that made my decision for Lamar a lot easier. That's Very my nice. buddy Johnny. So, and uh, hitting the twelve spot, he was absent last week. We got pork man. <laughs> oh man! Every time. Yep. Man. I got, How you I got doing, a new soundboard. I got to try it out. So, yeah, I'm you got to try it out on me. You freaking jerk. <laughs> That's right. Would you like this better? We got pork man joining us. Welcome back to the show, pork thank man. Thank you. Thank you. So happy. You know, good. Thank God that cut off after three seconds. Pork, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm just happy to be here uh, mocking in this freaking draft season. I'm freaking bogged down in drafts for my redraft leagues I have before, so I'm actually enjoying this time right now and getting ready for the season. This one says funky. What does this one do? Ooh. All right. Can that be my intro music? Pork, man. There we go. It's draft now season. Pork, nice. Spells. SZN, according to Porkman. So let's just take a look at this board, this mock draft we got here real quick. So um, like I said, was going to be super flex, is now one quarterback, but that's okay. Hey, those one quarterback leagues do still exist. You know you're all in at least one of them, right? Everybody's in at least one one quarterback league somewhere? Yeah. 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 Yep. But you know, it's also important to note that super flex does not necessarily mean two quarterback. Two quarterback means two quarterback. Mm. So, you know, mm. there's going to be times where you might not have a quarterback to put in your super flex spot. It's it's going to happen. So, I mean, I have a couple leagues right now where Cam Newton was my super flex quarterback. Whoops. Yeah. Oopsie. Yeah, exactly. Yikes. That was so, right. The correct word was was. Yeah, exactly, was. Snack so. time. I can't wait, by the way, for Mac Jones to play well, because if you guys remember back when Josh Allen first broke into the league, People didn't like him. They thought he was going to suck. They've been making fun of him. Now everybody loves Josh Allen. Now he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. We've all been here. We all love him. He wears such cool visors. I love him. Can't wait. Can't wait. Watch Twitter just eat their words and act like it never happened. That's Listen, I, I was on the Mac Jones train before most people. That's true. <laughs> me, and, me and Ray GQ. I would GQ. also say that, yeah. Ray GQ was another one. Yeah. Yeah. I just – I like how uh, – I had oh, – Go ahead, Mark. 
Uh, I, I just had I I've had Mac Jones ahead of Zach Wilson this whole time. Although Zach Wilson's looking good too, he's looking great in the, in the yeah. preseason. Mm-hmm. But Mac Mac Jones, I think uh, right after the draft was my was my third quarterback of of all my rookies. How you know since you were also in on Jones, how landing spot dependent was Mac Jones? Because I believed of all the quarterback needy teams, it was San Francisco and New England. If he went anywhere else, yep. I, I think he would have uh, faltered. Yeah, I felt good about the system that he was put in. Um, it just he it just seems like it was, it would have translated well to him. And and yeah, I was I was worried about a team that can't develop a quarterback all that well taking Mac Jones and making him into a dis- turning him into a disaster. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think New England was the absolute best landing spot for him. And the fact that he fell all the way to fifteen is ju- I mean they must have been laughing all the way to the bank on that one. I thought Denver would have been a good spot for him too. I mean, it's not I, mean, I think it would be better than what they have right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, how bad is Drew Locke that you can't beat out Teddy Bridgewater? The worst part about it, Mike, is is they made the trade for Teddy Bridgewater like a day before the draft. Like they knew then that Teddy that Teddy Bridgewater was going to beat out Drew Locke, and yet they right. still let Justin Fields and Mac Jones go past them. And, and I don't. I'm sure what the what they're doing is waiting for Rodgers next year. Like ultimately, that was their plan. I think the whole time they're waiting for Rodgers or waiting for Deshaun Watson to happen, and that this was when they couldn't make a trade. They traded for Bridgewater as a way to just like hedge their bet and make themselves a functional offense with a with a game managing quarterback. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, other other than that, once once Justin Fields fell to them, I can't imagine how yeah. they were like. You know what? You know what? We're good with we're good with Teddy and Drew. Like I don't understand how they did that, and just you know, it just didn't make any sense to me. If that is the plan, that's a terrible plan. But yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna not be good oh, this year. And I maybe mean, Aaron Rodgers will come and be on this bad team next year. I mean, well, if, they wanna, if they want to the... pay me to be GM, I'll, I'll be GM for the Broncos if they want. That's fine. I mean, I'm happy to do it, but. I don't, you know, we don't get these opportunities. The Broncos haven't made a good quarterback decision since Peyton Manning, and Peyton Manning kind of fell right into their lap. So, just think Aaron Rodgers good. Yeah, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, Paxton Lynch. Oh yeah, Trevor Simeon. Yeah, (laughs) not exactly a great track record to go on. Trevor Simeon, man, come on, Case Keenum, Keenum. (laughs) right? (laughs) Oh. Case it's worse and freaking worse. That was are you guys crazy. making picks? Like actual, are you guys selecting players during this draft? Uh, yeah, I am. That's, I mean, that's what I'm doing. That's usually what I do. <laughs> that's why I'm draft. here. Yeah. <laughs> I've been the on auto the whole show. time. Uh, this is the first pick I'll be now. making, not on auto pick. I just want to say that it seems like every startup I do, and I know we're going to compare this to a dynasty startup, but every startup, be it uh, or a redraft. Dynasty, whatever. Brandon Ayuk's ADP is somewhere in the fifth round. Yeah, that that just seems to be solid. Maybe it's because I'm the guy taking him in the fifth round everywhere. Mm. I was very yeah, close a, to taking him, Mike. To be honest, I have a trade question for you guys. If I could just bounce something off you guys here, I'm in a league. I have I have Najee Harris, and I continuously, at least once a week, get the same trade offer. Okay, this guy offers me for my Najee Harris. Devin Singletary and two fourth round picks. What? <laughs> what? Uh, well, how about you, you just get him out the yeah, freaking league? What, what is your what, and what is your question? <laughs> is he an idiot or not? <laughs> what do you guys think of that? Nah. <laughs> it's. I just. I think it's funny. To be honest with you, I mean, it, there's always that somebody who just keeps sending the bad, like, like almost like uh, they'll have the same two players and maybe change the third really bad one, yeah. thinking like you'll you'll bite this time. Should be able to block <laughs> league mates like you can on Twitter. Just mm. block them from ever trading, sending you any trade offers. I wonder if there's any if there's any apps that have that. Just nah, you've been suspended from no, no suspended. Suspended. for the next three days. You're blocked. You know, an app to what suspend a tr- or or not allow a tr- a trade request? Yeah, you'd probably have to integrate one of those trade tools into like a sleeper. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll figure that out. But it's on the problem too is it's on MFL, so it's like you get the email, oh. and then you can't just look at it. Like you have to log into the league so because it only shows work. half the email. Yeah, because the MFL, I have like ten thousand emails right now. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> you ain't lying, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Too many emails. I know. And when you're in a few leagues, especially the C2C league that we're doing right now, like you're on deck. You're on the clock. On deck. Here's what yeah. happened. Here's the next pick. It's like, you're four picks away. Yeah. You're in the bullpen. Like, just, just let me know you're still when I'm ready field, to pick. I'm just telling you. <laughs> exactly. I looked at my email the other day. There's like 2,300 unread emails. I'm like, I don't even know. Do you guys also get the text alerts from when you're on the clock and whatnot from I NFL? Don't. Yeah, no, I wasn't doing that. I oh, yeah. didn't bother looking for that. And I'm I too lazy to either. delete it. Yeah, I just. I, yeah. I like it better than the email, although I do get both, and it's really annoying to delete. Yeah, that's why I didn't bother deleting it. My my my, my wife just wants to know who the hell's texting me, like at at, <laughs> at, at all hours of the night. You know? <laughs> Somebody just made a pitch. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm kind of torn here with what I want to do. I, I fucked up. Go quarterback. I you guys like... surprised Waller and Kittle went as late as they did? Or is that yes. right right around where they should be going? I think it's about where Kittle should be going, but I think Waller should go a good bit ahead. Yeah, usually I see uh, Waller going ahead of Kittle, but um, unless it's a tight end premium, this is about right, like early second round for those guys. Mm-hmm. I think it's about right. Well, the right value for between them two. Now, where are you going right now? And, and like, you know, they're tight end premium, but, like, I do the FFPC leagues, and their best ball and their FPCs, they're all tight end premium, all same roster construction. You'll see, like, uh, Kittle uh, – not I mean, Kelsey go as, like, the 101. And then, mm-hmm. like, Waller and Kittle both, you know, Waller going the back of the first and Kittle early second. Hmm. My plan for for selecting the eleventh pick, I, I initially chose like the fourth or fifth, and then uh, the whole end of the, this draft was already packed in. I when I, I logged in again, like another day, the eleventh spot was open, so I took it, thinking that Kelsey might fall to me because uh, I thought it was a super flex too. So I thought there was a good chance he may have, um, you know, made it to me there. But no, Mark snagged him up real quick at the yeah. one eight. It's a very unique league. <laughs> because we somehow knew it was one quarterback, even when it wasn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. So, so a little five receiver run each, right now. One of each yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. All right, so let's see. Set two players in my queue, and the two of them went: Judy and Claypool, right back to back. That was my. Part. I was looking at Judy actually, but I, I'm I'm my I'm a running backs guy, man. I like to have running backs, and I know they dry up really quick. This season, um, and again, like I said, the it was an auto pick for my first four picks, so I had to make up for that Tyreek Mahomes uh, stack. You know, grab uh, you know some of the best available RBs that uh, that that are still out there. So I think I think it really dries up right 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 around now. I gotta yes, say, it's hella dry. If this, you know, we're talking about comparing redraft to a dynasty. I will say, if this was a a startup one quarterback dynasty league. I feel like redraft or dynasty this draft would look pretty similar. What do you guys think? I mean, maybe Keenan Allen, Nate, maybe you don't take him at the 211. But I mean, the first. I probably would have taken Cooper over Lamb or Lamb over Cooper in, in that situation, maybe. Is Kelsey, given his age, still going in the first round in dynasty startups? I think so. Yeah. Just because okay. I think he's it's such a force years. now, I think people are still and I even still got two or three years. Waller's what thirty, or at least he's in his upper twenties, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty eight, I believe. Yeah, so he he still has some time left too. Yeah, he's twenty eight. Aside from that, you know, I'm just looking at it. The only one that I maybe Zeke doesn't go at the one five in a dynasty startup. I mean, unless Anthony's drafting there because he's a Cowboys fan, he's probably still going to take Zeke, right? Anthony's always going to take Zeke. No, well, <laughs> if, yeah, at that that point, yes. Hmm. The only time I have been taking Zeke if it's CMC or Dalvin. Otherwise, Zeke's my RB3 in rankings. I could also see if it was a true dynasty startup, maybe Oof. the 1-6 and the 1-9 getting swapped. Derrick Henry going at the 1-9, Jonathan Taylor going at the 1-6. Mm. There's yeah, a lot of people right startup. now. I could see that. Yeah, you know the youth and obviously the PPR upside. Yeah, Derek Henry. Yeah, I mind that. that. Also, Javion Hawkins is apparently going to dip into a lot of Derrick Henry's touches. <laughs> He's been cut. Well, not anymore. He's been cut. He's oh, that was that, that was yeah. his dream. 
<laughs> when did he get cut? I missed that. Today. Today. Right? Yeah, you weren't yeah. watching too many. Uh, you were too busy setting this. Uh, you were too busy setting up this <laughs> trip. <laughs> this trip. Really, you weren't too super shifty today. <laughs> two super flex leagues. That's what you were doing. That's fine. You wearing my Quez Watkins shirt. I will say, I drafted Juju Smith Schuster uh, to end the six, but he better stop trying to walk on crates. Did you guys see that video? Did yeah, he's freaking video? idiot. He needs to stop doing that. Man, a lie. If I'm his, Somebody needs to take his TikTok. If I'm his agent, I'm like, dude, you signed a one-year contract. What are you doing right now? Like, get get off the goddamn crates. What are we doing? It's- if I'm a medical professional, I'm telling him, dude, we have a pandemic going on. You don't get a hospital room if you fall off. Okay, you just don't. You're saving it for people that are more deserving than you, man. Wow, Jeez. savage. We just- All right. Cold-hearted so, snake over there. Just let you lay in the park. That's it. <laughs> okay. Now here's another thing too. When you're drafting, and I, I know a lot of us dynasty players, we like to draft. Obviously, the startups usually done earlier. Either we integrate rookies or we do the the rookie draft shortly thereafter. So, um, drafting this late in the season, obviously you have preseason injuries. Five three Gus Edwards. If this is a dynasty startup two months ago, or even a redraft league two months ago. I don't think Gus Edwards is going at the five three. What, no, what do you think? Probably not. five to seven rounds later, if that. Yeah, I think he was yeah. going like around like 13, 14th round. Yeah. In Dynasty? Yeah. Okay. I think he was definitely going later. And even in redraft, I think he was probably going later a few months ago as well. Yeah, he was going right about ninth round, uh, I feel like, for a lot of the offseason. Yeah. This, this is the, the one thing that. The fact that Baltimore gave him what a two-year, five, uh, ten million dollar deal, mm-hmm. you know that that showed that they do like him. And, and actually, when I, right. I I wasn't in on Gus Edwards immediately following Dobbins, and when I when I did my research, and he's a really good running back, three he straight is. years over seven hundred yards and five yards a carry, and he does not mm-hmm. have a lot of wear and tear. So if the Ravens essentially wanted to, and he hasn't missed a game in two years, but if they wanted to uh, run him into the ground this season, like I, I thought I saw a pro football focus projection of 1,310. Mm. Hmm. Oof. Mm. That's a lot. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what I would imagine he's going to end up with. Um, the big question mark is, is he going to have any receiving work? Um I know how good mm. Gus Edwards is. I've watched him for three years now, and he's been incredible. He's also one of the most efficient runners next to Nick Chubb in the entire league yeah. on an efficiency basis. Um, and he's just been efficient every time he's on the field, even before Lamar Jackson was even given the handoffs when Joe Flacco was there. So Gus Edwards, you know, now with the volume, man, the upside is pretty unlimited for him, except for in the receiving game. So – and unfortunately, in fantasy football, the guys who catch passes are just more valuable. So uh, we're going to see how much receiving work he gets. It really limits his upside. But on the ground, I mean, he could have easily that many yards, I think, at the end of the season, being the number one running back without a number two that's really strong. And, I mean, plenty of touchdown upside, too. So a couple guys unsigned right now. Todd Gurley, Le'Veon no. Bell. No. <laughs> We, are we even considering these no. guys? What, no, what are we shot. doing with some of these guys like Carlos Hyde? <laughs> I think Shady hey, tired. Can I, can I just interject with uh, – so I just okay. did a, um, a draft that Gus Edwards was selected in the 14th round. This was, before, this was a week ago. Wow. Prior to the so – you know, John McGlynn took him in the uh, EFFC uh, European um, tournament. Well, then he got some damn good. I, I'm curious to what his other running backs are as well. Cause, you know, you're drafting somebody in the 14th round. He's, they're probably your third running back, I would say, at the highest, right? Yeah, I'll tell you right now. Okay. John McGlynn, where are you, my man? All right. At John McGlynn75 on Twitter. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> So he had uh, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Chris Carson. Oh, I'm sorry. I can just do that. Good depth there. Yeah. Chris he's, Carson, he's... Blah, 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 blah. Daryl Williams, Gus Edwards. Then he took Ramondre Stevens' season right after that. Okay. Alex Collins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you know, we're talking about running backs. What are you guys doing with the, what are you guys doing with the Rams and the Patriots' backfields? 
these are two historically well i don't know if the rams are historically crowded but are we staying away who do we want i don't know i always tell people if you don't know just stay away I actually go the opposite direction. When when we don't know what will happen, I'm willing to actually put put cheap bets down on players. I'm I'm often more willing to put cheap bets down on different players in different, especially because I play in a lot of leagues. I think a lot of us play in a lot of leagues, and you're kind of sort of diversifying. I'm actually willing to take to take bets on on different players in in ambiguous offenses in a way to get them on the cheap, and then maybe when they hit, they're they're more valuable than they're worth. And basically at this point in the draft, even after round six, I start to get to the point where I'm like, I'm likely going to be cutting a lot of these players. You know, I'm, I'm likely going to be cutting a lot of the players that I have after round six, round seven. And I don't mind putting a, a cheap bet on players that have ambiguous backfields. Like right now, if you put a bet on, on Damian Harris a few weeks ago where he was going like the eighth or ninth round, you're pretty happy about it. And you wouldn't have done that if you're saying, I don't know who's, I don't know who the running back is there. Well, I, I should just, I should just make sure that I stay away. Now, I don't know if, if Damian Harris is going to be the guy. We don't know what will happen. That's for sure. Um, but as things become, as things become more clear during the season, it's a lot easier to, to make that case. But especially, especially as we sort of draft through the, through the off season, uh, I don't think it's it's the worst idea to, to get some of those players, even if you don't necessarily know who's going to be that that lead runner, because the Patriots always have a good a run, running backfield. You should you should be willing to invest in the Patriots if you have a decent idea of what that player can do production wise. I'm I like James White, um, but I, I, I'm not um, Damian Harris, but I find myself uh, after this uh, Cam Newton news, number one, James White has some value in PPR. I think I said that earlier, but I'm mm-hmm. all in on Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I yeah. was one who thought when you look at um, how this whole backfield fell out, the Patriots never picked up Sony Michelle's contract. That made him expendable, and if they were going to move on or not, really depended on the development of J.J. Taylor and Ramondre Stevenson. If Ramondre Stevenson did not pop the way he did, I believe Sony Michelle is still in New England. The thing about Damian Harris, like everybody is talking about, like Twitter blew up Damian Harris, Damian Harris, Damian Harris today. Are people forgetting that he's only played 11 games in two years? They don't care. Well, that's uh, not, I don't think uh, that's fair to say ham- because his hamstr- first year he was all inactive. I mean, he, he had a hamstring strain in week 11, 2019, a finger fracture last year, ankle injury, chest injury. I don't know. I mean, we knock injuries on other players all the time. Why is it that Damian Harris's his injury history is not even mentioned? Well, to be fair, uh, I think he, he kind of comes – he's kind of coming at that price. His price is baked into to, with all that. He's, he's going even now – where did he go in this draft? Round 6? Six? 6'10"? I mean, he, he's not exactly going in that. He's going out at top, at 70, you know, 70 overall. I think at that point, there's nothing wrong with taking a, taking a look at him. Yeah. And I think I'm there. I mean, I'm not drafting him to be my RB one. Right. Exactly. One RB two. That's like a death piece. It's a case, you know, a case of an injury or something like that. And if he pops, he pops, you got death. And then, and then league of like dynasty, we can, he can have a good week and then we can sell him for you know for a good price and then you know like you said with the injury risk that he has we can you know we can we can make that work from there and i'm not not drafting him over that i just you know we hear fantasy twitter all the time bring up injured players well i have not heard it once at least look at the downside of this guy like there's a downside on every player let's look at this then people want to punt uh, jamar chase over a bad camp Mm-hmm. Like, like you, you would think he I don't even know what the comparison is. Well, I think yeah, that they treat him like for shot, apparently. That's Jamar right. Chase has some line. Line, apparently. You know what I mean? <laughs> the abuse allegations. Get him, well. Anthony. Get him. But uh or let's look at this here, Anthony. Back to back. Damian Harris and Mike Davis. Which one of those two guys do you want? Me? Yeah. Yeah, you probably Mike Davis. Really? Yeah, yeah I, I like. I think this. so too. Uh, I kind of you know, agree with that too. He filled in really well last year too. for 
Christian McCaffrey. And yes, he had a dip at the end of the season, but look at the offense he's going into with um, the offensive. What's his name? Arthur Smith. Now the head coach and Atlanta only kept two running backs. I believe it's, it's just mm-hmm. Mike Davis and Quadri Allison. That's it. Yeah. I think they had somebody within the next few days though. It was going to be someone that got, they have to, you can't carry two running backs. Yeah. Especially, you know, Mike Davis has never really too crappy. Carried a full load. He got hurt last year. Quadri Ellison is Quadri Ellison. So (laughs) (laughs) like, I, don't know. I like the Damian Harris uh, side there, you know, because he's going to get those goal line opportunities now. So if he's going to be the guy, James White picking up third downs, I mean, he showed last year, Damian Harris, that he has the ability. And now they traded Sony Michelle as another confidence booster. And uh, those, I mean, Cam's not going to be taking those goal lines. Mac Jones surely's not, you know, he ain't going to be running all over the place. No. So I think it's, I think it's a great move. I think uh, you got to move uh, Harris up a little bit. You know, based on this Cam Newton cut. Did you hear that Cam Newton got cut? I did hear that one. Today? Heard yes, that one? I did. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, here's the thing. Like, I know I missed a lot of stuff, but I was really busy at work today. My phone's just blowing up with all these notifications of people getting cut. Like, I just can't. You know what I mean? I just can't look at every single thing. Are, are we all aware this is a super flex league? <laughs> uh, no, we're we don't know what this league is exactly. Okay, um, it's it an interesting the- concept. Draft as a one QB league, but it's super flex. It's it like a, you know what it is. You know what this league is like. It's like a grab bag league. It's like we're drafting now, grab and then bag. once the draft is over, <laughs> Bauer's gonna pull a Bauer's gonna pull a specific format from his hat and be like, ah, it's super flex. And, you know, <laughs> so it was supposed to be a super flex league, and then it's I don't know the first one, two, three through seven. Just I wouldn't join a league like that. That sounds fun. That does sound fun, actually. Maybe we should do that. Should do that. Though I think everyone would probably draft quarterbacks pretty pretty high just to be safe. Just to be safe. But you have the people who gamble on not being super flex and could pay off real nice. This yeah, I'm true. not touching QB in a in a one QB. I don't know. I think I'm going to wait to see how the draft roll plays out, and maybe, you know, I don't know. I, so I think I want one of those rookies though in my back pocket, you know, in case one of them goes berserk, and you got you could start him over the guy you take late, much later. Yeah, keeping that in mind, if you're watching this on YouTube, Larry did say that he has a quarterback on his team. It was auto picked, so you know. <laughs> His your normal strategy in a one quarterback league is to punt the position. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm okay with this though. I mean, I like uh, you know this is a pretty. I like the direction that uh, me and the computer uh, have. We like teamed up here, so I'm sharing this team with the auto pick guy. So, yeah, I, I took to over ask. for him. I took over for him or her after the you know in the All fifth right. round. Gotta be politically correct. And now we're rocking and rolling, man. I, I dig it. I dig the the uh, direction. I got that. I got that Hill Mahomes stack. I mean, come on, hammered hammered running back. And now I'm kicking. You know, I've I've Hills my wide receiver one. Tyler Boyd is going to be, you know, he's he's not this. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. You know, maybe maybe rolling the dice there with the Waddle pick. But um, you know, I like the upside there. I love Jalen Waddle this year. Yeah, Nate, I have a question for you. Yeah. Trace Sermon is your third running back. Yes, he is. And you're not concerned at all about Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. Um, Gary Noakes is probably going to end up being an all-star running back there, scraped off the scrap heap because, you know, that's what San Francisco does. So you are not concerned with any of the other running backs there. You, you know, if this was a league right now, you'd be fine with Trace Sermon as your third running back. Absolutely, um, especially because I want running back – twice in the first three rounds. Um, I have two running back picks in the first 26 picks. So I'm happy with Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift as my one and two. Sermon gives me lots of upside because if he takes over that lead role by the end of the year, he is going to be a league winner. If he can get the lion's share of carries there, even for just like the last five games. Um, The rest of that team has struggled to stay healthy. So if Trey Sermon can stay healthy and can – you know, catch fire at the end there. I think he's a guy that's going to change a lot of leagues. I took that same approach when I just selected oh, Michael shit. Thomas. Fuck. It was my turn. I didn't. Uh... Damn. All right. <laughs> I wasn't how really feel. Dang it. You know what? <laughs> Dallas Goddard. You know, I'll take him. I feel like uh, Hertz is a big fan. 
and uh, I needed a, a tight end. You know, why not? It's potential to be a uh, you know low end tight end one. Yeah. Oh, so they gave me another quarterback. Oh, now I'm on auto pick Stafford. <laughs> All right. It's going well over there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. make me take Stafford, a quarterback. Right. You're taking so many. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not terribly upset. You know, I've, mm. now I have two quarterbacks. Hopefully, they have different bye weeks. But hopefully, it's a superflex. <laughs> Technically, it's yeah, super yeah. If this super. turns back into a superflex league, I'm golden. Uh, well, there you do have some time to turn your auto pick off until we get back to you. So. Yes. But um, all right. So Nate's not worried about Trey Sermon. He thinks that late in the season he's going to get some run. I mean, who knows? He could come out and you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's the same reason yeah, I picked Michael Thomas because Michael Thomas is going to come back for the last six games of the season and be one of the top wide receivers in the league. And I have confidence. Ooh, that's kind of that hot, right? I don't think that's I don't think that's that hot, but like I think my team jump right in and, and you know he has is to good play. enough to make the playoffs, and then Michael Thomas is going to help me win the playoffs. The 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 thing to keep in mind too with that 49ers backfield is I know yeah there's there's other bodies there like there always is, but it's also it, it it's a hot hand you know it's the offense. You, you, right. Mostert Moster made his name off of being the hot hand during the playoff run. You know, mm-hmm. and he had that game against the Packers during the uh, what was that the divisional round or uh, no, that was a championship game. I apologize. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Sermon could just as easily get in there and light on fire, and boom, there you go. Then Nate's got it made. Did you guys see that Urban Meyer said that vaccination status waded into some of the players it's getting? I mean, I mean, it probably did for a lot of franchises. He just has the balls to say, yeah. I mean, like, you know, come on, dude. I'm just saying, <laughs> how could you know, how could it not? But how could it not, to be honest? Yeah. Like, I mean, how could it, really how could it not? Like, you're I, at a competitive this you're at a competitive disadvantage. And all you know, I I don't know why people are choosing not to get vaccinated. Um, when I mean, but honestly, yeah, it's if if you're a player that's choosing not to get vaccinated, you better be a damn good player. Is really all I better all I have to say. Right. Because to be honest, when you get again, just like in a mock draft, when you get outside the top like a hundred players, a lot of guys mm-hmm. start to seem very similar. And if the tie goes to the vaccinated, then you know what? You again, you better be working your butt off and, right. and doing everything right, or else you're gonna get yeah, cut. The world. And I'm not saying and and, and you know, I'm not saying that it's right for Urban Meyer to say that. I'm just simply saying he's saying what a lot of other coaches are thinking, but just don't right. have the balls to say it because be, be, just because they don't feel like taking the heat. Urban Meyer doesn't that. give a damn. But league Absolutely. protocol, they could, the league's going to come down on hard on players who aren't vaccinated, right? Which makes sense. They're a lot more lenient. That's why when you see like Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, like I don't know. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine, like, uh, Kirk Cousins in, in an important game against Aaron Rodgers and all of a sudden, like, he can't play? And the coaches right. obviously know that the league's going to come down hard, so the coaches are going to make decisions to benefit the team because it benefits their job. So mm-hmm. I don't fault yeah. – I mean, I don't fault Urban Meyer at all, you know. Again, just like just like in real life, like, you're not – if you're not going to sort of follow what, what helps keep the general population safe or what helps keep – but it helps keep people like if you're not going to wear seatbelts, like no one's going to stop you, but you're, you're probably going to die if you get in an accident. Right. Like, or you're probably, right. or something bad's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, and if that's, and if you're getting, I mean, you're not necessarily, you're not necessarily. Okay. Fine, fine, fine. But anyway, I, what, I'm tra- what I'm really <laughs> no, trying to I'm say here. I'm all in on that analogy too. I'm all in on yeah. that one. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're not going to follow the rules of society, like you can't expect that people aren't going to be willing to like deal with your crap. You know, they're not going to deal with you and give you the time of day. Like Carson Wentz, like they can do it because they had to, because they already spent a pick and capital. And they, if they did anything to cut Wentz, they'd be cutting off their nose to spite their face. But not a lot of players have that. So right. I think the report said that Wentz is actually vaccinated, but he was in close contact to somebody that tested positive. So we do have to take into consideration that, you know, a player being put on the COVID list doesn't necessarily mean they have COVID. Sure. It's, mm-hmm. It could be in contact. And the thing is, the problem I have is this is another reason why I don't like Urban Meyer. Yeah, we know we get it. A lot of coaches are probably doing that. Shut up because now you're going to make 
the NFL PA the is going to look into you. They're yeah. going to look into other teams as well because players are going to be like, hey, I didn't get vaccinated. I got cut. So now, you know, the, the coaches, they're, it's a good old boys club. They stick together. You know what I mean? Sure I so, I don't know. I, I'm not an Urban Meyer fan, personally. Maybe I used no to be. No uh, way. Well, listen, I took a second quarterback because I don't know if this is super flex or not. So I figure <laughs> this is like one of those like oh, quarterback, oh, you do need a backup. So. This is like one of those like eat, like when someone's afraid they're going to get hit in, in, in the nuts and they cover themselves. I'm covering myself for protection. So I got my Brady. I got my Tannehill. I'm feeling good. I so, like my lineup. I, w- I would ride with this lineup. You know, here's the thing. I don't hate Brady and Tannehill even in a, a dynasty startup if you're – Grabbing good value at the front end of the draft. You, you guys, you dynasty rewind guys, you guys all ragged on me for taking Tom Brady. I got, I got heckled, Porkman. I love you, Porkman, but you heckled the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, because you took him in the dynasty league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but is it a one QB? What's but wrong back, with? It? I don't know. Maybe it was one of these setups. <laughs> no, that one actually is a super flex league. That was super flex, yeah. <laughs> Like, is it unheard of in the dynasty no, uh, community to no, but hear me to draft team like a team re- like almost like a redraft ready to win now and then just spend the offseason? That's try, what I'm saying. Like, hopefully you no, draft. No, well. It wasn't. It wasn't so just Tom often. Brady. I think it was just like the full team. We were just laughing at your team. No, no, no. I, I, <laughs> no, I took it was it was I, t- I I gotta look at the other quarterback. I took two like old quarterbacks and I was like and like I did it knowing like all right I'm gonna get ripped here. I forget it. I got. Uh, if you I'll, know you're going I'll to get ripped, then <laughs> doesn't yeah. make it right, pork man. Come on, man. there's nobody else. If, let's say, if, unless you're desperate for a quarterback and there's nobody else there, I mean, you're not taking Tom Brady today in a super flex uh, startup. I mean, unless you're looking to flip him during the season when you're out of it. Oh, I took. I took Tom Brady and Ryan Fitzpatrick, baby. That's it, man. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. How much do we expect? We're gonna rock it. (laughs) How long do we expect Brady to play? Two more years. I don't even know. He said he said he wants two more Super Bowls, so I think it might be like two to three more years. Honestly, might only be two more years. He's got to be year to year at this point, man. You're not. I mean, I think two more years. Do you think there's something inside Tom Brady that he wants to play until he's fifty? Nah, that's a long yes, freaking absolutely, time. absolutely. There is all the records he has. Ever. George Blanda played. Maybe he wants to set Bl- George Blanda's record. George Blanda looked old as hell when he was playing, and he so. was also a kicker. He also converted to kicker. Yeah, yeah, but don't don't yeah, you think Tom like, looks like my nephew, man? He's so he looks so <laughs> like he's well, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Like Tom Brady's got to eat like plants and stuff and wake up at like two in the morning cream. just to be able to play now. Like, he's don't you think 44. he just wants? Don't you think he just wants to go to Shake Shack and just like and just like chill out like at some point? Like he sounds like my win. life. He wants that's, to win, dude. I'm right there with you, man. Like he's in his age forty four season. If you if he plays like he did last year, like I don't think he plays till fifty, man. I get it. No, I hear you. He's playing like it. You could definitely make the case yeah. that he can over anybody else. Absolutely. I just, I just don't think he will. But, but, but you're right. If, if there's a case to be made for playing to playing till fifty, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, uh, it would be. It would be like never again in our lifetime. No, ever. yeah, no, never. Didn't Vinny Testaverde almost played till he was like? Well, he's, he's still in sleeper. He's still in sleeper. Is he? <laughs> and so is Vincent Jackson. He's I might, dead. I might draft him as my super flex, <laughs> Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> Come Jesus. on, sleeper. What are you, what are you doing, man? Seriously, uh, here's the thing. I love sleeper. I love the form, the format. Uh, <laughs> I love this format. Like, I don't care about <laughs> the mascots. Mm. Give me good ADP. Give me players that are alive. To draft, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on, dang. players that are alive to draft. <laughs> like, I was scrolling down and John Ritchie was still in there. I'm like, the dude hasn't played football John since like Ritchie? 2005. Wow, like, a this guy here is dead, so cross him off then. <laughs> yep, major league. Uh-huh. Hey, C Mike, you could draft C Mike. Oh, but he was around a couple years ago. That's true. I tried to look for uh, JJ Stokes, but he wasn't there. So. JJ Stokes, dude, the spit in his face. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Well, JJ Stokes, Romanowski, that was on uh, that was on a Monday Night Football. Spit right in I his face. That. 
It was yeah. freaking clear as day, too. He couldn't yeah. say he didn't do that one. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. Freaking dirty, man. He had that yeah. marinating. Mm-hmm. So, looking back up here at uh, Johnny's pick of the 7-6, how do we guys, how do we feel about Chase Edmonds? How do we feel about the Cardinals' backfield? You know, they got uh, Edmonds there. They got James Conner, Jonathan Ward, who should be the starter. Nate, am I right? Nate. Nate. I'm, love me some Jonathan Ward. Well, we're not allowed to like Jonathan Ward because we Jonathan don't want him more. But that being said, um, how do we feel about that backfield? I don't know what to do. I guess I would take Chase Edmonds. Maybe he'll get the bulk of the carries. Larry, what do you think about the Arizona backfield? Thoughts on them? Uh, I mean, not too much. I mean, I know it's I mean, it's, it's going to be a passing offense. I mean, Edmonds is going to get his shot. Everyone kind of thinks Connor is going to – but, I mean, what does Connor really – I mean, you really think he's going to step up and, and take that job from Edmonds? I think it's Edmonds. Sprinkle, sprinkle in a little Connor. You know, maybe you know one of those guys gets hurt, and you know Benjamin, you know, rises to the top, makes an appearance. But uh, you know, I, I'm I'm staying away from all those guys in a redraft just because Edmonds has never been able to hold it up on his own. So, and Connor is pretty much the same way. <laughs> so they got two busted guys. Jonathan Ward season. Yeah. There you go. Maybe John. I'm Moore, yeah. Or uh, you know, <laughs> Kyler maybe, Murray maybe. season really. Yeah, it's going to be Kyler Murray. Then there you go again, getting back to the you know the the running Terrible. quarterback taking away yards from, from uh, their, their their cheap running backs. So yeah, I don't know what why they decided to roll with Chase Edmonds. Uh, he, I mean, he's he's great when he's healthy, but he always he always finds his way, you know, busting his legs somewhere, you know. So. Mm-hmm one of the games so i don't know he can't be trusted connor clearly can't be trusted so yeah i mean maybe it's, it is one of those lower level guys that is a nice you know stash uh that that you just uh, sit there and wait for them guys to just do what they always do which is get injured okay um another guy i actually like and i like him in all formats too just because you never know jamal williams was at the 10 10 if DeAndre Swift misses any time, I think he could be a decently important piece. But it sounds like they like him there, and he might get some receiving work, possibly. Yeah, I know DeAndre Swift, definitely workhorse capable, but I think J- Jamal Williams might have some standalone value. Yay, nay, do we agree with that one? Anyone? Yeah. I mean, I I'm not saying so. he's going to be an RB2, but you could no. do worse. For they, liked him, they liked him a lot before – Swift had the groin trouble, you know, and, mm-hmm. and now there's a chance that he might, that Swift might not even start the season, but who knows? And, then, and so you're going to bring him in. You're going to bring Williams in. You know, he's, he's had some, you know, limited success in, in Green Bay, but I mean, what, is, what else does Detroit have? You know, they, there's nobody else. They, they there's no have. pass catchers. It's TJ Hawkinson oh, and the oh, running back. Larry, I do. Oh, have to is this a Quentin Cephas pause? Quentin Cephas and Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, is going to smash this year, by the way. I'm drafting him everywhere. Mm. I'm so not going to him smash. right out of the gate just to just bust out on the scene like that. Yep. Hell yeah. I mean, Brashad Perryman's gone. Uh, yeah. We still got who, who's there? Tyrell Williams. So Geronimo Allison? Make, did he make the no, team? No, Geronimo Allison. No, got he, I did see that cold. cut, Larry. He's <laughs> <laughs> did see that one. Yeah. Also, I just, had, I just um, had to wave him on a 16 team league. I just had to, I had to make some cuts. Keelan Dodds just got it today. I had to cut him out of my 16 team oh. league. Also, I uh, want to give a uh, shout out prayers up to our man Porkman. His uh, one of his favorite players, John Hightower, got cut Ooh. today. So excited. Uh, hey, sorry. Is, is, is Quez Watkins going to be a thing for all you Eagles fans? Because they also cut Fogum. Yes, I'm happy did. Hightower well, got cut because I, I would get Watkins, I would get Quez and Hightower mixed up. So I'm glad that the Hightower <laughs> it's really easy. Quez is the guy that catches the ball. Hightower is the yes, guy that runs in a straight line and goes. But is, <laughs> but is is Quez Watkins can he be something like more than a Reeg or more than obviously more than Whiteside? But you know, give me a little yeah. insight on the Philadelphia wide receivers. Go ahead, Quez. Uh, I think Quest is going to be something. I think the reason why they did cut Fulgham was because of his practice habits. Obviously, those first four games, he was, you know, top 10 wide receiver um, during that span last year. But after he found out that Alshon was coming back, he started to sulk, and he hasn't been the same since. And I think it was just off of, based off of when, you know, he was on the Packers, he was on Detroit, and I believe he was on another team too. There was a reason he was getting cut, and I think that was his reason. 
Um, so Carson was thrown to him out of necessity because there was nobody else right. to throw the ball to. But then once, you know, he got down to, you know, being the way he was before, he got to go. Um, Quest showed out. He showed actually to be the second best receiver in practice um, for the Eagles this year over Jalen Rager and Ward and everybody else that's on the team. So I think he can be something, the guy okay. that can go downfield. Um, some You saw how uh, Hightower – Unfortunately, he was getting open. He just couldn't catch the ball. So if you run them same routes for Quez, um, something that me and Mike saw in the film, um, he, he can catch the ball over top of people and outrun people as well. So I okay. think he can be something uh, for teams this year. Um, something you can stash um, okay. and keep on your bench until he does something. So I like Quez Watkins more right now in a best ball format. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Eagles offense as a whole is going to be really consistent. It's going to be really hard to predict. And, you know, especially it's hard to predict receiving options with a mobile quarterback. Um, the only problem with our mobile quarterback is he's not overly mobile. And as a quarterback, he doesn't have the best and most accurate arm either. So it's going to be really hard to predict this offense. I do think Quez Watkins can make Jalen Hurts look better than what he actually is with his speed, you know, his ability to just turn it on and just go um that being said the other pass catchers the only other ones i'm going to really really want um i'll take rager and best ball i'll take Devonte smith in all formats and i will take mm-hmm. dallas mm-hmm. goddard okay. in all dallas formats goddard. As well. that's about it and zachard um, is going to be enough of a nuisance to cut into dallas goddard's production too and i will just and say I, I, the, I, I, the eagles really quick i'm sorry portman i'll, 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 I'll be good. quick here the, but uh the eagles in week one dfs all about them by the way okay. just putting that out there now, how much are you, do you bump these Eagles pass catchers up when Joe Flacco takes over the starting job? Oh, stop this with this nonsense. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, mean Gardner Gardner Minshew? you son of a... They're going to go right to Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. I almost threw my beer that. at the monitor. <laughs> Listen, man, if, That's if not going to happen. If Mania ever hit Philadelphia, I would be more unbearable than I am now. Wow. Throwing That's that tough. That's, That's bad. That's hard to do, dude. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Another quarterback would really make these passes. So we are taking kickers. Oh shit! I didn't even take one yet. Oh man! <laughs> I saw that. I was like, hey, you know, F give it. me, uh, uh, give me a uh, Captain Joe Nendy. I'll take it. I want <laughs> Joe Nendy. Ray Finkel. Nice. Lease is out. Hmm. I always do kickers on my last pick. It's my thing. Also, T. Y. Hilton. Out oh, again. Your thing, Mike. No one else does it. It's your, it's your thing. <laughs> no one else takes kickers with their last pick. It's just you. Um, do you have that branded? Do you you get that trademarked? That's it. You got to get that on. Like, guys, what if we don't take kickers until the last if, round? If you take well, a kicker with the last one. pick, then you owe Bauer a nickel. That's it. I'll take all the nickels. I don't care. That's... I'll have like fifty cents. Anyway, um, <laughs> Ty Hilton. Are we just? Oh, blanket shit. On, nice. We completely out on T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's totally out. Him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's a, a consistent injury uh, thing for him. And it's just like he has the talent. And now he actually has the quarterback that can throw the ball downfield. But uh, he's hurt again. So he's, and I think he, they, I think it's like a, a neck injury, I think yeah. they said. Yes. Yep. That's that's not that's not a good thing. No. And Frank Reich really couldn't tell you how long he's going to be out. So I think he might be out. He might be like one of those pup type of uh, situations where mm. you just can't touch him. Yeah. Okay. So you guys like Blankenship as the 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 number two kicker? Love. Him. <laughs> <laughs> it's I have him in the my. He's my kicker one for glasses. <laughs> we need Linda. I'll, I'll tell you who doesn't care about kickers, the Detroit Lions. You can also kick. That's an extra roster spot, right? Yeah. They're just like, yeah, we're, we're good guys. Thank Thanks. The kickers hey, like, Campbell, oh, yo. They, they really want that number one pick next year. Who are they taking? It's going to be between them and him and Houston. Them and Houston. So you got to think, right? They're going to get smoked by Niners in week one anyway. It doesn't matter who the hell is their kicker. Oh, the kicker run has begun. What would you do if the Detroit Lions what? beat your 49ers? I would vomit for days. <laughs> I would vomit I for days. This- I would block all calls. I would. I would 
probably burn my place down. Uh, that's probably it. Though. Here's what you need to do: if the 49ers do lose to the Lions, you need to block Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. Nice. I can promise you right now, he will let you know all about it. If I if the Niners lose to the Lions, I'm calling work and I'm saying I don't know when I'm coming back in. So just <laughs> I almost think I'm upset me. if I'm a Lions fan because don't you want don't aren't you thinking about next next season and having That's your true. choice of quarterback? That's like, true, why, guys. Don't I mean, blow as it. a Jets fan, I mean I've gone through this most of my life. You don't want the I mean, you know that the team is not gonna win a Super Bowl. So automatically whatever. I mean, and you you picked you decided to pick up golf. You want that they're clearly rebuilding it's it's great they've started out pretty well i mean they you know besides moving their stud left tackle whether they move them to the right side or well anyway yeah man i think they got that uh that they should get choice of the top two qbs next year two three cute quarterbacks and um you know by by doing the, and there i feel like goff is gonna put up some he's gonna be playing from behind he's gonna be running for his life mm-hmm. you know as, as long as he stays healthy I don't. I don't think he's a bad late round QB. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've said that a few times, and people said I was stupid. But glad everyone just agrees well, with Larry. You know what? You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great point, Larry. Good job, Larry. <laughs> good job. I mean, I don't disagreeing with you. I, I never said that you were stupid. That's to be honest, like how valuable? Me. How no, much are we valuing like QB two? And I had someone on Twitter DM me and. I was like, I think Goff's gonna have a good season. I said a lot, some of the same stuff that Larry did, and I just got a DM like, "Bro, you're fucking stupid." And I'm like, "Well, you know what?" Then <laughs> I was like, "Well, you, I'm like, what did I? I said something." He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Dude, I say a lot of dumb shit. You're gonna have to be way more specific." Yeah. Than that. <laughs> Let's break this down. Goff's gonna be good, and it's like you know, there's a difference between NFL good and fantasy good too. Right. I mean, like you can go zero and seventeen as a starting quarterback in the NFL. But put up good fantasy numbers. No. Yep. So, yeah. An example: Jameis Winston when he threw those thirty interceptions. Yeah. He was kind of good for fantasy, but he killed yeah. you some points. He's Mike, good. I would like to point out that the Fantasy Gazette took Adam Humphreys and Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh my god! Very Fantasy Gazette draft likes. I definitely laughed at the Humphrey pick. They do love Adam Humphreys, and I believe this they got some oh, Mike got, sports. Mike that. Got do I have smite. to take a kicker here? Do I have to take a kicker? Oh, yeah, God. damn it! There's a, it's in the league. You have to. Well, I will say, I will say, if if you're one of the last people to take a kicker, you should be taking Matt Prater of Arizona. But I'm going to take Savan Ahmed. Mm. I like Savan Ahmed. All right now, I have to go to kickers. I've never mm-hmm. seen Anthony draft so many rookies since I've known him. What, so this, this season, so weird. yeah, it's so it's weird, man. I I'm, like I'm not even busting your balls. I'm just no, looking I at know. Draft. I, like, it's weird for me too. And so it's not just this team. It's like a lot of a lot of teams. Yeah, you got one, two, three, four, four rookies. I but I'm not drafting them really high. I think that's where I, I, I pump the brakes. Like you don't see me touching Najee Harris or Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I like focusing on those those mid round rookies to background rookies. Mm. Like Ramondre Stevenson, what his p- potential Ooh. upside could be. Get, I'll reach for him in the eleventh, twelfth round. Right. Mm-hmm. But like it's a lot better. But like taking a second round pick to Najee Harris, that cripples me. Where Ramondre Stevenson, if he misses, he's an expendable guy. Twelfth round pick, eleventh round pick. Fair enough. Like the one that can kill me is what's his name, uh, Jamar Chase. That's yeah. the one I can beat. That that could like cripple my like. like I think I think it'd be fine with everywhere. that though. I think P- I you know again I think people are kind of blowing preseason out of proportion. Su- surprise, surprise! Twitter's taking a story and going absolutely insane with it. And then once it's fine, they'll act like no one said anything. Like but, they're saying you know. that he's Jamar Chase is playing scared. If I was the Bengals coach, I I would go to the safety and say, "Go pop him." Just mm. go fucking blindside him. Mm. Yeah. Well, then if he I, might, like, I, I might get bad, I might get canceled for saying that. But. That's my coach right there. Shit, man, cancel He's... me too. I'm 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 down with it. But like that's the that, that's how you make you you don't play scared. Just go, just go, go whack him. That's right. He's playing scared. That just makes him the next Nelson Aguilar, then, doesn't it? Oh. <laughs> wow. Don't be rude. I drafted him in the twelfth uh, round, man. Leave him alone. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Damn right, I did. This, I'll do this it again. Last round of the draft has got me all over it. We got Kylan Hill. We got Lamichael P. Ryan in there. Just beautiful. And I know reports the- coming out. They they seem to like Lamichael P. Ryan. So who who, who knows how that backfield is going to shake out? Line, but- I have been saying, yeah. That, 
Thank you, Larry. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. See? You make a good point there, Larry. Thanks for having me on. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate it. Appreciate all you guys, man. Love all you guys. Segue to end the show. It's just a carousel of mediocrity. We are hey, mediocrity. That's what I strive for. Um, The Devontae Booker of all shows, right? (laughs) 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 So we are going to end the Royce Freeman of Fantasy Football Podcast for this evening. But um, definitely head on over to YouTube and, you know, hit the subscribe button. Check out the draft. Tell us what you think. Leave comments. Um, leave comments asking us to make top five lists. Bob is the one that replies to all comments. So keep mm. him busy for a little bit. Um, but go, I really Bob. appreciate everybody coming on. I'm going to stop the screen so I can bring us back up here. Say goodbye to everybody. I do appreciate everybody hopping on. It has been fun. Um, Anthony, thank you again. Like always for coming and hanging out. You can find him on Twitter at the Real NFL Guru. Mike Huff. Also, I never asked you, do you prefer Mike or Michael? I could care less. All right. Well, what's yeah, could like care less or could before. care less? I could care less, but I don't care. Call me whatever you want. Okay. So <laughs> you can find Mike Huff on Twitter at the FF Realist. Please check out Mark Shu at Primetime Mock. He's got a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, Larry Monkey. Monkey may or may not be his last name. We don't know. You can find him at Larry <laughs> Monkey. Nate Christian, Forkman Simmons. I am Michael Bauer. You can follow me on Twitter at Rewind CEO. I'd much rather you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Mm-hmm. Until next time, everyone, be kind. Please rewind. And thank you for watching. Let me find the outro video. There it is. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.